With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For one more beer for me, exile means quality, so savagely. Check, check. Three, two. It's the HN Podcast. I'm John Miller along with Steve Dace. And this is the time of year where we look back and see who was naughty and nice. And in relation to this podcast, it's really how did Dace do in his crystal ball predictions that he made? Uh, well, we made on the podcast back in August. I think, Steve, you begin working on these things early in the summer. And then we go and talk about them in August every year. So your 2018 college football crystal ball predictions predicting the top 25 things that will or won't happen this season. Let us dive in. These are the predictions that Steve made, and we'll see whether or not he had a swing or a miss. Number one, for the first time, a two-loss team will make the college football playoff. That is a miss. Yeah, not only did we not have a two-loss team make it, but or not make it, um, we had, for the first time ever, a Power 5 conference champion with one loss didn't make it. So, uh, And that was Ohio State. That's never happened before, so another precedent was set this year. And, you know, I've, I, I've been an advocate of divisionless play because uh, uh, mainly because I was under the perception we'd get better matchups in the uh, big 10 championship game. And I, I thought it would better serve, um, you know, scheduling balance. And then I went back uh, about a week ago, John, and I looked at since the big 10 went to divisional play in 2011 if we got rid of divisions, what would have been the result first with the leaders and legends and then with the um, uh, East and the West. And in only two of those eight years, could I have made a definitive case that the game was, would have been a better matchup of more deserving teams. And in only, and, and, and in one of those years, the big 10 still got in the playoff. It would be 2016 when Ohio state uh, got in as a non uh, di- uh, uh, non-division uh, and conference champion. So I don't think that's the panacea uh, that people think it is. I got to admit that now that I've done the research and the competitive scheduling thing can still be done by keeping the divisions. You know what you do? You just do what the ACC does. And what the ACC does is, um, you know, you know, you're going to play your divisional opponents. And then in the off season, they, they do competitive balanced uh, scheduling with the non-division opponents that you play. Okay. It's like, you just do it that way, you know? Um, And then really the big issue, the big 10 has when when I dug into the research wasn't divisions. It was the ninth conference game. If you look at all the time, every time a power five team has been left out of the playoff, it's happened to the PAC 12, the big 12 and the big 10. Do you know what all those leagues have in common? What? Nine conference games. 
no league that didn't play nine conference games has had its conference champion left out. All the leagues that were all the power five leagues that have been left out that have had their champion not make the playoff all play nine conference games every single time. Not to mention the Big Ten has had four teams the last three years that finished five and seven, which meant if they could have scheduled another win in the non-conference, they would have been in bowls. So, you know, I, I don't know how much revenue, how much more revenue the Big Ten is making when you have three teams that aren't getting postseason action. Penn State this year went nine and three and didn't make the playoff. I'm sorry, the the New Year Six. Florida went nine and three and did make the New Year Six. Florida beat two FCS teams. So someone that over there, someone somebody over there in suburban Chicago needs to do the math, and he's and and maybe the math still works out because and if it does, cool. I don't know. I'm asking, uh, but I, someone needs to do the math and ask. We could we could we should we could have had three New Year Six teams this year if we let Penn state play one less conference game and, uh, and, and schedule, uh, you know, central Michigan instead, we could have had three more bowl teams in the last two years. Um, and then we could have had a team in the playoff every single year. So I don't, I don't know what the opportunity cost lost there is compared to the guaranteed revenue of that ninth conference game, but that's a conversation that needs to be happening over the league offices. Yeah, I think you're right. There's no bigger fan of the Iowa Hawkeyes than Iowa's premier dish retailer, Big Dog Satellite and Solar. If you can't watch live, there's no better way to record every game than the hopper from Dish. Search or call Big Dog today and ask for the Hawkeye Tailgater Special. All right, Steve, number two. No FBS team will finish undefeated this season. Another rough one. Yeah, three did. Four. <laughs> Actually, we got Central Florida. So just a bit outside. Hey, I ain't, I ain't the best color man in the business for nothing there, Bob. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what a year. Um, number three, Ohio University will end one of the nation's longest championship droughts. Only Iowa State, Vanderbilt, Indiana, and Minnesota's are longer by winning its first conference title since 68. Not starting out so hot. No, we're over three. Yeah. This will be Brian hey, Kelly's ninth season. I won, I won Kurt Schilling thousands of dollars this year. But let's make sure that we get that in. Steve Dace went... <laughs> 11 and 1 or 9, nine and 1 What's that? 9 and 1. 9 and 1 in his guaranteed picks or weekly best bet to Kurt Schilling won tens of thousands of dollars for charity. So let's make sure we grade on the curve and give Dace props for what really matters. And that's And I have a wonderful singing voice. And that's passing along gambling winnings to the children. Um, number 4. <laughs> This will be Brian Kelly's ninth season in Notre Dame since Newt Rock and only three other coaches have lasted as long as South Bend, Frank Leahy, Eric Parsegian, and Lou Holtz, all of whom won national titles, which Kelly is not, and three coaches whose average win percentages are 818 compared to Kelly's 670. Given that trend line, I believe this will be Kelly's final season at Notre Dame before heading off to the NFL, and he'll be replaced by Iowa State's Matt Campbell. Now, that could still happen. Probably not, though, when you're 12-0. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll take the over there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rarely does this happen, but I'm feeling bad for you. Um, number five. This will be Bill Snyder's. Oh, uh, here we go. This will be Bill Snyder's final season as a college football coach, but he will wait until well after the bowl game to announce it in an effort to force the school to name his son a successor. I think that he absolutely did all that he could to try to get his son named as a successor, but this is indeed his final season. And one last one last jab at the you got me for the final 
Kansas State cover when they covered against Iowa State at the end of the year. And I think he was he was planning on doing what I suggested. Did you notice when the when the release came out that he was retiring? There's no quotes from him. Oh, I did not notice that. Yeah, I think the school just jumped the gun on that and said, yeah, we're not. We just went through this with you last year. We're not doing this again. So it's announced right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a very good point. Um, number six, after losing four games in a season only once between 1969 and 2001, Nebraska will lose at least four games for the 15th straight season. That is correct. They went um, four and eight, or what was mm-hmm. it? Four and eight? Four and eight. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we've got two out of six. For the first time in 15 years, the Miami Hurricanes will finish with double-digit regular season wins for a second consecutive season. That did not happen. No, oh, no, they had a bad year, seven and five, yeah. Right, you know, I, I hate if I'm going to steal any of your thunder for later on. Who Who's the biggest disappointment to you this year based upon what you said? Wisconsin? Uh, it's got to be. Your preseason number four and your seven and five, yeah. Now, Miami was preseason number nine, and they're seven and five, and that's who's playing in the pinstripe bowl at Yankee Stadium here in a few weeks. So there you go. A little bit different weather than they played in the Orange Bowl. Yes, a little, a little, a little bit different, indeed. <laughs> um, I don't. What is the line on that one? Last I saw, I think Miami was favored by like four. Give me Wisconsin. Um, number eight. So we are two and six, or you are two and five. You are. Either Art Bryles or Hugh Freeze will be hired as an FBS head coach for 2019. Now, Hugh Freeze was hired by Liberty. Yes, so that's right. They're in the FBS? Liberty is FBS now, yeah. Nice pull. This is their first year in the FBS. Nice pull right there. That's great. Um, three, uh, three and five. Can you please keep track of the math for me? You did, let's, let's I just, just keep track of how many I get right. That's right. That's I, three. I was just okay. going to take a shortcut because I, I happen to do two numbers is bad for me. Um, after another disappointing season, Colorado will fire Mike McIntyre and replace him with Florida Atlantic coach Lane Kiffin. I got half of that right, so that's three and a half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jalen Hurts will remain in Alabama through the season, get his degree in December, and then leave afterwards as an immediately eligible grad transfer. Do not know. Yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. So just like I said, go ahead and give me the L on the Brian Kelly one. I'm going to take the W on that one. Okay. That's four and a half. North Carolina will fire Larry Fedora after the season and replace him with Mike Gundy. Well, I'm going to do another half because I got the Fedora firing part right, so I'm at six. Yes. Um, Memphis coach Mike Norvell will get a Big 12 head coaching job either at Oklahoma State or Texas Tech. I thought Texas Tech should have looked at him. Um, you know, I, I know Matt Wells at Utah State. They're, they, they're trying to f- hire or find their Matt Campbell, basically. I would have found I would have gone with a guy that's got a, maybe a little bit more ties to the region, but I got that one wrong. Herm Edwards will leave Arizona State after only one season. Not true. And, you know, they had – it's funny. They had the same record they had last year, 7-5. and five. But um, it's been – what's the word? Stabler? More stable? You know, like we didn't – I like I like Stabler. You like Stabler? Bit. We didn't get the malaprompts and the viral moments that we thought we were going to get with given the way, you know – the clumsy way that he was hired in that odd press conference. You know, I mean, even though they had the same record, it was ran pretty tight ship like a real football outfit, you know? And and here's why that matters, because he's been out of the game for so long. It's the administrative stuff 
you know, relating to young people is not an issue for him. He's been involved in the Under Armour game for ESPN. He's been one of the coaches of that high school All-American game for the last several years. He's a celebrity that all these kids would have grown up watching on ESPN. Mm-hmm. The real issue is, can you handle the day-to-day administrative aspects of running a football program? That's really the issue. Uh, when you've been out of the game for as long as he has. And the fact that this year they, yeah, they went seven and five, but it was a pretty tight ship, you know, pretty buttoned down, not a lot of controversy, malaprompts, you know, viral moments that make you look bad, no face plants. And so that tells you, yeah, he can run the program. And if he can run the program, he's going to get players. I mean, with, with the, with the star power and the recruiting connections from being involved at ESPN's uh, all-star game. So that was the big hurdle for him to clear. And he cleared it this year. Uh, Jim Harbaugh will get his first win over Urban Meyer on November 24th. Not only did that not happen, Jim Harbaugh will never beat Urban Meyer. A meme that shall live in infamy. Yeah. I, for a second, I thought we lost connection, but I, that no, hurt. It, that no, hurts. We, it hurts, we, doesn't it? We, we just lost. <laughs> Oh, you sound as broken right there as you did uh, uh, nine years ago, nine years and one day ago after our second night at the radio station. Um, LSU will upset Alabama on November 3rd, handling the handing the Crimson Tide their only loss of the season and buying Ed Orgeron another year in Baton Rouge. Hank, Ed Orgeron's going to get another year in Baton Rouge, so you're going yeah. to sneak a half-point victory out of that? No, that'd be cheesy. No. Okay, I, that was that was actually I a trial balloon. That yeah. was a trial balloon on your character, and you passed. I know. I knew. I knew this was a dude code violation trial I, or, or test. I knew it was. Yeah, I, I could. I could sense it. <laughs> <laughs> the Heisman Trophy finalists will be Bryce Love of Stanford. Gosh, I forgot he was still even in the game. Trace McSorley, Penn State. DeAndre Swift, Georgia, and Jonathan Taylor, Wisconsin. I'd have to go Thanks. back through the annals of this, Steve. To see if you've ever missed on all of them. On all of them, I, I doubt that I have. I, having done this since 1988, I doubt that's ever happened before, ever. Wow. I'd be willing. To, I'd be willing to even sight unseen just bet it right now that I'd I'd give you minus minus 500, which means one to five odds that it's never happened before. So yeah, I, I'd be shocked if I've ever gotten all of them wrong ever. This will be the year of the running back, as for the first time in college football history, more than... And then all three finalists for quarterbacks. <laughs> this will be the year of the running back. Moving on. As for the first time in college football history, more than two FBS tailbacks will rush for over 2,000 yards in the same season. Next. Yeah, moving on. That was not good. This kind of reminds me, when I was in high school one time, I got three fouls in the first uh, quarter. Yeah. And one of the dudes in the town, one of the uh, adults, um, who we called him Wiener, and there was a rumor that he'd smoked some ditch weed that really jacked his mind up. So we're not dealing with a full deck here. Um, <laughs> so so my, my misses on the Heisman finalists have gone to smoking ditch weed and a guy named Wiener, and that ties into John Miller getting 3,000 the first quarter of a high school basketball game. And I, as I was coming, this is, this is like Damon Wayans' character on on In Living Color. When you when you put the calcium in the fallopian tubes, what the hell are you talking about? Yes, and as I came to the bench, Wiener said, "Miller, why are you even in there?" 
that's what I'm thinking as I'm listening to this. I'm remembering back to that shame that I felt. And I'm thinking, that's, Dace, that's why are you even doing this? That's what she said. That's yeah, great. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, that's oh, yeah. another half point for you right there. Six of the last nine Heisman Trophy winners were at 25 to 1 odds or worse in the preseason when the award I predict DeAndre Swift will be Georgia's first Heisman Trophy winner since Herschel Walker and continue continue that trend of off the radar guys in the preseason capturing the award. Now I'm giving myself a half point for this one. Cuz Murray was was 25 to 1 or worse in the preseason. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's good. So I'm giving myself a half point there. I'm, so I'm, I'm pulling for you the rest of the way. You, you, I'll take. You, how do I sound even more patronizing? For you a have you have taken as much of a beating in this first ten minutes as I think you've taken in a long time. Um, all almost half of the top twenty-five teams in the college football playoff rankings at the end of the regular season will be from just two leagues: the SEC and the Big Ten. All right. Well, let's do the math here. So, from the Big Ten, you've got Northwestern, Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State. So, there's four. So for it to be half, we would need eight, at least 12 out of 25. So eight uh, teams out of the SEC. So you've got uh, Alabama is one, Georgia's two, Florida's three, LSU four, Kentucky five, Texas A&M is six, Mississippi State is seven. Am I forgetting anybody? Pulling it up right now, AP Top 25. Mississippi. Oh, I'm talking about the college football playoff top. 25. Oh, college football playoff, yeah. yeah. Um, 18 is Mississippi State. Um, Missouri is 23rd. So there's the number. Yeah, I got that right. Yep. That me a, what's 12 plus 12? Well, there, I, it can't be 12 and a half, John. So, I mean. All right. All right. All, All right. right. I'll give it to you. You earned it. It's pretty good. The. Game Day Prep represents everything that is special about college football. Show that you're a true fan by wearing your school's traditions. Get 20% off your order at gamedayprep.com with code BIGGER10. B-I-G-G-E-R-1-0. Game Day Prep for the true fan. The results of the top five early non-conference games will be Washington over Auburn. Loss. Michigan over Notre Dame. Loss. Miami over Florida, or Miami over, over LSU. Loss. Uh, Texas over USC. Win. Clemson over Texas A&M. Win. Two and three. Yeah, that's not good enough. No, it's not. So I'm still at, I'm still at uh, seven and a half. Central Florida, Virginia Tech, and LSU will begin the season ranked in the top 25, but will not finish there. Yeah, that's not good. Florida, Florida Atlantic, and Iowa won't be ranked in the preseason top 25, but will finish there. Yeah, I was right on Florida, not on the other two. Yeah. Following first-year coaches will lead their team to bowl win bowl games this season. Mario Cristobal, Oregon. Yes. Jimbo Fisher, yes. Yes. Scott Frost, no. No. Josh Heupel, Central Florida, yes. Yes. Chip Kelly, no. No. Joe Moorhead, Mississippi State, yes. Yes. Dan Mullen, Florida, yes. Kevin Sumlin, Arizona. No. And Willie Taggart of Florida State. Uh, no. So I've missed on that one. Yeah. 24, liquidate these teams that will win at least two fewer games than they did last year. Arizona State, push. Push. Army? Um, push. Did they go No, ten? they're plus one. They went nine and three last year. They went 10 and two this yeah. year. Central Florida, no. No. Central Michigan. Yes. Northwestern, no. Or yes. 
Yeah, they went eight and four. Eight and five. Nine, yeah. Eight and five. Well, I don't count the championship game, but uh, they they were minus one, not minus two. Oklahoma State, yes. Yes. South Florida. Yes. TCU. Yes. Toledo. Yes. USC. Yes. Yes. Virginia Tech. Yes. Yes. Washington State. No. No. Maybe I'd give myself a half point on that one. Yeah, I, I think let, let's. Whose line is it anyway? When they threw out points, let's give you half on that. All right, so that gets me to eight. My, by the way, for those that don't know, and I say I usually say this every year when we do this at the top, if I can get ten, that's a really good year. Okay, so I'm going to fall short of that, obviously. So there you go. Because we are at number twenty-five. Yes. Invest in these teams that will win at least two more games than they won last season. Baylor. Yes. BYU. Yes. Georgia Tech. Yes. Florida. Yes. Florida State, no. No. Mar- Maryland, no. No. Michigan, y- yes. yes. Nebraska, no. No. Pittsburgh? Yes. Yes. And Texas? Yes. That's that's worth something, if I'll not a half. Decide. Think it's worth a half or more? It's. Uh-uh. It, I think it's like worth three quarters, so 8.75. <laughs> All right, the time we have remaining, can we go back? Um, we still got to go through our over-unders at some point, too, and see how we did on those. Yeah, we do. I, I want to get your take on what I said at the very top of the podcast about the. I think the league needs to do a study, okay? And I'm not going to even argue that the league should make championships more of a priority than revenue because I don't think it's an argument I would have any chance of winning and I'm not in a position to win it anyway. I'm not the commissioner. Okay. So, or the school presidents. So, you know, just Lord grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change since it's clear revenue matters more than championships do. All right. Don't you think they need to do some sort of feasibility study on how much money is did the league lose this year? Because Penn state is not in the New Year's Six, and a Florida team that beat two FCS teams is. How many? How much revenue did we lose with three teams that went that stayed home for bowl games, and we couldn't fill those slots, and they and those payouts went to other conferences? Don't you think they should take a look at that and see? Is it really? Are we? Are we? How much more money are we really making in a ninth conference game compared to those opportunity costs? I we could save them a lot of money. Get rid of it. I mean, I think it's patently obvious. And if your quote-unquote biggest conference rival, which is the SEC, is playing eight games, then you need not do it. The money that you're making from that extra television hit, um, you know, some of the things that by not playing an eighth game with the Bulls that you're talking about, mm-hmm. the, the court of public opinion prestige in that, maybe it's difficult to put a tangible dollar figure on things mm-hmm. like that. But I think that when, you're, when your champion is missing out, your one lost champion is missing out on a trip to the playoff, I think everything else is moot. Okay? Nine like, games. Like, like why it's tough to quantify it. For example, say one of those teams that was five and seven fired their coach. And they wouldn't have done it if they had gotten to a bowl game. Now you've got to throw into that. That's why you need a full feasibility study. Buyouts and all that. Yeah, because you've got to factor in the buyouts those schools are taking out of their revenue cut and everything else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you need to look at that stuff. Yep. I, I think I think you're dead on. I don't think there's any argument. And I don't think there'd be much of an argument from anybody else. All right. That'll wrap, this, uh, wrap up this installment of the uh, HN Podcast. For Steve, I'm John. We'll talk to you soon.